The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. Now, here's your host, Jay Garvin. This segment is brought to you by Empire Title, Bill McAfee, your best of the best Colorado Springs gold winner. Well, good morning. I am Jay Garvin's. You've tuned into the Jay Garvin Show, or at least left the dial on KRDO and the volume up, because I am the weekend warrior right here with the Jay Garvin Show, home and a mortgage talk. I opened up my energy drink before we went on the air, and I cannot believe it's the last Saturday of August already, Matt. My illustrious producer in the studio right across from me, and he and I, with the drum roll right out of the gates, are going to talk to you today about how demographics and equity will sustain the housing market, my friends. This is my favorite conversation in the world. It's why I launched the radio show in January of 2012. I want you to please call me at 719-330-1457. I would love to earn your business with your next purchase or refinance transaction. Now is still a great time to refinance. If you have private mortgage insurance on your house because you have an FHA mortgage or you have a conventional mortgage that you only put 5% down the last year or two, you've got enough equity that you can remove that worthless fee. You might think you have a 3% mortgage, but if you're paying $200 in mortgage insurance based on your house, you're probably already paying like 5.5%. They're just calling that extra $200 mortgage insurance rather than additional interest. They could call it a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It doesn't matter. If you get rid of the mortgage insurance and you go to a 4.5% interest rate, oh my God, Jay, that's up a full percentage point. Your actual monthly payment will still be less than it is now, so there's benefit. So some people just don't know, and that's why I take the time to get on the air. But in this time and market, what I really want to talk about is a supply and demand economy. I'm going to go through demographics for you briefly, what it is, And it's basically my simplest illustration of this is very, very simple. If you visually in your brain drive by a very small used automobile dealership and there's 20 cars out front with a couple happy salesmen and 10 individuals go on to that lot and say, I want to buy a car, there's 20 cars and only 10 customers. They're all going to get a car. They're all going to get a good and reasonable deal. The dealership's going to make a living, but they're going to be a little bit sad because they've still got inventory and overhead. Now, quite the opposite picture is just as true. If you drive by that same dealership and there's only 10 cars on the lot, or like the pandemic, one car on the lot, and 20 couples, come in to buy a car, half of the couples or half of the buyers are going to leave disappointed because there's only 10 cars and 20 people wanting them. Well, guess what? The laws, no matter what the fake news says, no matter what the administration says about body parts or economies, laws of economies are laws. And if you only have 10 cars and you have 20 buyers, 
prices are going to shoot up. The buyers are going to leave frustrated because half of them aren't going to get a car. And the dealership is going to be so busy and happy. They're emailing and calling old customers saying, we'll buy your cars because they can sell them for premium. Does this sound familiar? It's exactly what happened in COVID when hypothetically new chips weren't being made in Asia to go into our cars. This is all locked together. And I've been teaching demographics since 2012. In fact, it was back in like 2002 when I was part of Worldwide Group affiliated with Amway with my mentors, uh, Mike Berger, Howie Danzig, introduced me to individuals like Bill Hawkins, who then introduced me to an economist by the name of Harry Dent. So it was over 20 years ago that I learned these principles. It's the reason I launched the radio show 10 years ago on 2012, because I knew that laws worked. I said, you can buy a house in Colorado for $180,000. Please buy it. I promise you in 10 years that not only will you be wealthy if you buy several of them, you'll change the destiny of anybody who holds your last name. And my wife and I have been very humbled to build an empire of nine homes, which doesn't seem like a lot. It's not. There's 145,000 homes in just this city to buy. You can, you can afford one. There's one available for you. There's 2,550 of them on the market right now, the highest inventory that we've had since 2016. But what Harry Dent taught me is this, demographics, something called demographics. And I didn't know what that meant, but I do understand the supply and demand economies. And that's basically what it is. See, because if you have a large generation and a small generation, you look at 1936 when my dad was born. He's from the silent generation from 1925 to 1945. It was a smaller generation in proportion because he was born in the Great Depression and people were not having babies when they couldn't pay their bills. God, people were physically giving their babies away back then to relatives who could afford to provide for them. But then after that, we had the largest boom in the world, the baby boomers. See, there was only 60 million silent generation, but there were 78 million baby boomers born from 1940 to 1964. Then you have my generation, the Gen Xers, from 1965 to 1981. And you guys, there's only, this changed the world. Only 45 million of us were born because of women's liberation, which is a noble effort coming out of World War II. The ladies didn't want to go home. They wanted to stay with a paycheck. Then you have contraception and then Wade versus Roe. There just was less babies born because moms were in the factories and working and having less babies. Contraception avoided it. And, of course, for obvious reasons, Wade versus Roe did. But now coming to our rescue is the millennials, the babies of the largest generation at 87 million. And guess what? We're such an idiotic set of political decision makers in a nation, they're letting another 5 to 10 million illegal immigrants that are all between the age of 20 and 40. You don't see any 55-year-olds. You don't see any Gen Xers jumping the fence. And because the demand is high and because we have so many buyers that are going to need to buy and we have so many people who own houses who have equity, it will sustain the housing market. So don't go anywhere. I'm going to get into the details. That's just the introduction of how you have big generations and small generations. It matters because the only leap of faith you have to take with this conversation is that you agree with me that a majority of the productive citizens 
in an entire society are 40 to 60-year-olds. I'll explain that when we get back. So don't go anywhere. Having a great conversation about demographics and equity all day. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show, 330-1457. I'll get you into an investment property class if you call during the break. 330-1457. The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m. Here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m. and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage Jedi, Jay Garvin's. This segment is brought to you by Arrow Moving and Storage. Thanks for sticking with me. I am Jay Garvin. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. Thank you for celebrating and spending time with me on the last Saturday of August. It's kind of surreal. My son has been at college in St. Louis for the first two weeks away from his family. His mother is doing okay, a sister. She is the queen of the house now. She rules everything. No big brother to joke with her. Kids are back in school. I kind of like it. In summer, when everybody gets to play, I get mad when I have to go to the rock mine and the mortgage cell and the radio studio dungeon every week, and they're out swimming and stuff. So may you have misery with me, you children. Go back to school. So I'm talking all day about how demographics and equity are going to and will sustain the housing market with strength. Because economic laws of supply and demand will still persist even with inflation and high interest rates. See, here's the reality. I said the silent generation from 1925 to 45 was a relatively small generation because of the Great Depression, and the baby boomers were disproportionately larger. You're born from 1946 to 1964, you're a baby boomer, you're in your 80s and late 70s, and there were 78 million of you. You changed the world in the 80s. You changed the world in the 60s with coonskin hats and Mustangs and everything else you touched. The stock market, anything, just exploded because there were so many of you that wanted it. That's why the stock market was so explosive in the 80s because you were just getting at 40 years old when you start to save and start the early adapters think about retirement. Well, then you have me, individuals born from 1965 to 1981. We're Gen Xers, individual thinkers, but there's only 45 million of us, folks, 50 million if you even check for immigration. And it didn't matter what the baby boomers were trying to create or sell in 2008. The Great Recession was going to happen, and I saw it, and I called it with Worldwide Group and Harry Dent, who talked about the roaring 2000s and what was going to come after it, because it didn't matter what the baby boomers were selling. There was not enough of me, the Gen Xers, to buy it. Well, the good news is our saving grace, folks, whether you like them or not, you know, with their bearded faces and their tight, skinny jeans, the millennials have saved us by sheer numbers. If you're born from 1981 to 1999, there's 80 to 87 million of you, by anybody's projection, twice 
of the Gen Xers, and now the political idiots are letting 5 to 10 million more individuals that are now competing with you, Mr. 40-year-old millennial, for your job. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are not capable, but 10%, 5% of these immigrants that will outwork you are going to take that house that you could have purchased. Is they're going to pay more for it. So now there's almost 100 million of you competing. And here's the reality. And now we're almost closing out Gen Z, my children, you know, that were born from 2000 to 2021. And they're a proportionately smaller generation as well. So everything is going to fall apart again economically in about 2040 because of supply and demand again. And this is what it's based on, folks. This is the only leap of faith that you need to make. When people are in their 20s, my son is there. He's very mature. He's 18. He acts like he's 28. But he's still trying to figure out his life. He's trying to get educated. He's trying to figure out, no pun intended, but it's dangerous today to say figuring out his body parts. That was a joke 10 years ago when I started it, and now it's frightening. But by your 30s, you're finally getting settled into your careers, hopefully, unless you're a basement dweller. You're starting to figure out your relationships. You're starting to figure out your path through life. But by your 40s, 95% of us have it together together. We're productive. And now by your 50s, where I am now, that's my peak performance. Here's the reality. A 40-year-old might be able to run faster than me, but he sure can't think faster than me. And a 60-year-old might be able to think faster than me, but he sure can't run faster than me. So if you're 50, you better be in your sweet spot. My wife and I built an empire between 45 and 55. I'm talking millions and millions of dollars of assets because I just outworked you all. And I see some 30-some-year-olds in early 40, like Chris DeRocher, who I work with at Churchill. The kid's just faster than me. I can still think faster, but by your 60s, folks, you're like, ah, I want to retire. Joints are starting to hurt. You start to hoard anything that you have for safety and longevity, and you get my picture. But here is the reality. The supply and demand after inflation settles and interest rates come back down and consumer sentiment rises. Now, our Democratic elected officials are not helping when they pass this fake inflation safety bill for $740 billion that hires 87,000 more IRS agents on the dole. Hmm, FBI raids an ex-president's house, and now economically, 87,000 more IRS agents are going to help us how? And you, and you wonder why we don't want you to take our guns? I'm talking as a father and economist now. I'm not talking anything about politics. Come to my house, I adhere to the castle law. I will defend my castle. But the reality is, is that that's just going to delay things and slow them down. People just pouring through the southern border, just buy a house in a safer place. Those immigrants don't choose to get wild in the mountains of Tennessee or in the forests of Wisconsin. We'll get you. If you're a dangerous person. Now, maybe on the streets of Denver, which is ugly with the number of car thefts and stuff that we have. Great way to defund the police. I'm just talking economics. It's all going into consumer sentiment, my friends. And I'm saying right now, the demographics of the millennials that still want a house with a yard for their kids are going to sustain us. If you don't act now, shame on you. It's time to get ready to buy a house. It's the only asset that's going to sustain itself during these inflationary time periods. Look at the history from 1970 to 1980. Look at it yourself. You could buy a house in 1970 for $24,000. 
pretty much anywhere, less in the Midwest, you know, more in California. But by 1980, just the median three-bedroom, one-bath house was $54,000. Well, it was record interest rates at 18% and record inflation that averaged 9% for a whole decade, and houses still went up 150%. So that just means any house that was $300,000 in 2020 is going to be $600,000 in 2030. That $300,000 house is already 482000 here in Colorado Springs. And that's the second part of this very important show is equity. I did a show why is 2022 not 2006 in a bubble because it was serious. During that great recession of 2008, houses across the board lost 20% value. 100% value people lost if they built brand new houses. I'm telling you, if you buy a house this year in Banning Lewis Ranch in August of 2022, you might very well be able to buy that house for less in February of 2023. But I guarantee you, if you buy a house in Ivy Wild or in the Old North End, I guarantee you, with a $1,000 contract made out to you, that a house that you buy in Ivy Wild, the Broadmoor proper, the Flatlands, they call it, not the Spires, not Stetson Hills, not Banning Lewis. I'm talking about Manitou, Old Colorado City, Pleasant Valley, Rock Rimmon. I guarantee you none of those houses will be less valuable in February of next year. And that's because people have value. Like Justin Hermes said last week, the strategy should be buy and hold. I've always used the analogy that the real estate market moving is like a freight train on rails. If it's going slow or you're running fast, you can leap across the platform at the station and jump onto the moving train. It got going so fast in 2020 and 2021, I thought I would never have this radio show. That's why I've dedicated an entire week and day to this, is that the train is slowed down unexpectedly. I thought I was going to tell you all to consider investing in Missouri, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Florida, Texas, Kansas by the summer or fall of 2023 because houses would be well above 550000 where you could get them for 200000 in all those places I mentioned. But it slowed down because of inflation, which is a bad thing for groceries and middle-class families, but a good thing for homeowners because now our houses still in a slow market this year will go up 10%, but I think next year will be as low as zero to five, but you have to get your house in order. And if you have equity in your existing house, I think you should have a serious talk with your husband or your wife tonight and say, I heard Jay Garvin's and he said we should maybe take some of our cash from investments or other sources, turn this house into an investment property and buy that smaller or bigger house that we've been thinking about. Buy now, retire later. Buy now, buy the downsized house before your knees hurt so you don't have to walk upstairs. So don't go anywhere. I'm going to get into the meat of why all this demographic works automatically. How in the world does all of these simultaneous communities that never communicate with each other experience the exact same thing? Because of demographics. Because of national politics. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. 
You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back now. Here's Jay Garvin. Hey, where's the big one? At Alice's Restaurant. Well, thanks for sticking with me. I am Jay Garvins. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show, and this is the meat, the details of how demographics and equity will sustain the housing market, folks. And I talked in the last segment about supply and demand. That is basically a breakdown of the definition of demographics, where if you have more consumers, then you have product, houses, jobs for. The economy will grow. House values will grow, production and companies will grow, and it will sustain us through times of low consumer sentiment, inflation, and high interest rates. And that's just how demographics works. And the bottom line difference between this recession that we're in right now, two consecutive quarters of negative growth compared to 2008, is that people have equity in their homes. Houses are appreciating and trending towards a pace of appreciating at a smaller rate, maybe 5%, 3% next year of value increase rather than 10 or 15 or 20% that we saw during 2020 and 2021. But also, good decisions were made after the last recession, which was led and caused by real estate and mortgages. And with the Dodd-Frank Act, it's still very difficult And you have to have very strong income, very strong credit, and a reasonable down payment or a reasonable amount of equity whenever you touch a mortgage. You can't loan 125% of the value of your house like you could in 2006. We still cap it off at 80% right now. Even if you get a line of equity, they stop you at about a 90% combined loan to value. There's a couple of credit unions out there that allow you to go up to 100%, but now your house has appreciated because there's so many buyers, millennials that are coming of age. A millennial born from 1981 to 2000 is now 20 to 40 years old, and this goes into the meat of it. The principle on faith that you have to accept is that a majority of your productivity, more than 60 to 70% of all the productive consuming and producing in a country or in a population comes from people who are 40 to 60 years old. I said this in the last segment. If you're in your 20s, you're just trying to figure out your life. In your 30s, you're trying to just get settled in your career, your relationships, and so forth. But in your 40s, you're getting it together together. By the time you're 50, you are humming along. But by the time you're 60, you're slowing down and saying, hey, what is there going to be a retirement for me? And by the time you're in your 70s, you're just trying to get out of bed without any aches. And you're hoping that you're in retirement. Some people are actually coming out of retirement because of inflation. But by your 80s, you know, you're writing your final chapters of your life. And if you're 90s or 100, you beat the odds. But the reality of it is, is that now is the time, no matter what your age is, to gear up and look seriously at investing in real estate. Not necessarily in a house to live in, but a house for somebody else to live in. 
because I've been in a series where two weeks ago I talked about revisiting residual income and buying a house and turning your existing house into a rental. Whether you like it or not, you find a source of residual income that works. Well, Jay, I'm going to stick with my 401k and my IRA and my retirement. That's fine, but that's a pile of money. It's not a residual income. If you save $200,000, even if you have that, you just divide that by $2,000 a month that you're going to use in retirement and do the math. You're going to go through that in 100 months, 50 months, depending on how much money you have. With a residual income and $2,000 a month in rent, my wife's going to get $2,000 a month for 20 years. And it won't even affect the overall value of the asset that she has. She still can sell it, or even better, we can refinance it, take $300,000 out of the house, put it into a revocable trust, give it to our children. Their depreciation is reset, and now there's an asset to pass on to the next generation, and you've taken more than a half a million dollars out of that, a couple hundred thousand dollars in residual income, 300000 in tax-free, which is really like almost three hundred and fifty or $400,000 in comparable income, and that's just one house. If you do it with two or three houses, my wife makes $72,000 a year just for having three houses, and yes, residual income still requires work. I didn't say passive or asset income. This is just having the ability to break from your earned income. And I don't care if you are a plumber or a doctor, a waitress or an engineer, you still have to go to your place of work in order to earn that income. That's why they call it earned. But please don't be afraid that we're in some huge explosive bubble because we're not. I really want to help your confidence and your consumer sentiment come up. And that's why I'm spending time on this residual income because every single generation has different characteristics. Millennials who are now just starting to become 40 have very different principled interests and habits than I do as a Gen Xer, where my generation, born from 1965 to 1980-81, is just coming out of our 40 to 60 window. I'm one of the early adapters in that generation, born 1967, and in less than three years, my generation is going to start to turn 60, which means we have the largest generation in the history of the world being fully encompassed in their most productive years, 40 to 60 years old. It's going to be amazing. By 2040, the millennials will be all the way through the productive times, and we are going to have downturns. But we're not going to have a major downturn, even if individuals are trying to economically destroy this country. I'm not going to get into that stuff. This is a business and real estate show, not a political and sociological show. But you can do the math on where I'm going with that in your head. But last week, I compared houses in 2012 in Colorado Springs that you could buy for 180000 Now they're 480000 In 2020, just two and a half short years ago, you could find a reasonable house for 300000 That house that was $300,000 
in 2020 will be a $600,000 house in 2030, especially because of inflation. Doesn't matter what the interest rates are. Doesn't matter what inflation is. In 1970, you could buy a house for $24,000. That exact same house by 1980 when Ronald Reagan was coming into office was $54,000. It more than doubled. So a $300,000 house will be $600,000. In fact, that $300,000 house is already $480,000, more than half of the way, and we've still got seven years left in this decade. So it's just a matter of math. And what I've studied a lot as I've added inflation into the effect of demographics is very simple. If labor is more expensive and materials are more expensive to build a house, then for every house that you own, it's going to get inherently more valuable every year because yours is already built. And people have to pay more to get the same house or even less house than you have. Now, this math works much better in Missouri, call it Branson or Springfield or St. Louis, than it does in Colorado Springs because there's more meat on the bone. I'm going to buy a house in St. Louis next year for $200,000 and it will become a $400,000 house. That's a much more reasonable purchase than buying one at four hundred. Now that will eventually become six hundred. You just have to have more income for that buying power. But getting down to the meat of it, and the only good thing about higher interest rates is the fact that it decreases the pool of buyers that you're competing with. So when others are fearful, that's when you should be greedy, or more specifically, when others are hesitant, you should plan and plow forward with persistence and how you have confidence is knowledge builds confidence. So just do research. Don't take my word for it. Just get as many well-informed people as you know to buy because a house can be an asset that appreciates in value, but it also can have a dual purpose and provide you with residual income at the same time. Because with the same increasing example in price and value of a house, you can apply to a Harley-Davidson. If it costs more to produce a Harley-Davidson, that bike is going to be more expensive, but the profit on the business is going to be less, and that's your stock. So the traditional markets are flat during inflationary times, are flatter, a slower rising curve, and the only reason why our stock market looks as strong as it is is because the government keeps printing money and giving it to people or businesses or ventures. And, hey, renewable energy stuff gets a lot of extra subsidies, but it, it doesn't make it as reliable as traditional energy generation. That's a whole separate show. So during the power segment, this last and final segment, I'm going to share with you exactly how you can apply this. So don't go anywhere. Please call me at 330-1457 so you can apply these principles. I'd love to earn your interest and your commitment in a refinance or a purchase, or just give me a call if you're interested in investment property principles. I can get you into an invitation-only class. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. I'll be back for the power segment. The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk 
Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m. Here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 12:40 a.m. and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage best friend, Jay Garvin's. We want to pop you up. The power segment. I am Jay Garvin's. This is the last nine minutes that I'm sharing with you. Boots on the ground together. Rubber is rolling on the road for how demographics and equity will sustain the housing market. And how can you get involved? Well, I'm a licensed loan originator. I'm a real estate investor. 20 plus years originating. I used to laugh when people used to tell me in my 20s that they were in mortgage. For 20 years, here, young Garvins, you come here, I'll give you some advice. Err, I'm the old man. And I would say to myself, sometimes out loud, which was rude, but I'm transparent, and I would say, if you've been in the mortgage industry and real estate for 20 years and you're not retired, financially independent, or own the company, then I actually don't want your advice. I think I said that with my inside voice and listens to them, but my point was 20 plus years later, I'm wearing jeans in the studio, I drive a used truck, and I still worry about how much my son's college is going to cost, but I do it with seven figures in the bank. I do own the company, Churchill Mortgage. I am financially retired. I chose to continue because my son decided to get into the hidden Ivy League in Wash U, St. Louis, and it's going to cost me another dime, but He's worth it. He's very smart. My daughter's talented in dance. That's why 40 to 60-year-olds make the world go around because my wife puts on 40,000 miles in a car in two years. We put 100,000 miles on cars in five years. We do spend thousands of dollars to help the economy with my daughter's dance or my kids' books or the dog's food. I mean, we spend eight times my in-laws who are in retirement in their 70s and they're watching their nickels and dimes. So where are you? Are you 65? Are you 55? Are you 45? Because if you're past 60, you're running out of time. One of the most difficult conversations I have is with a couple that's 64 years old that said, I didn't plan well. Can you help me with real estate? Yes, I can. It's just a tougher equation. And thank God that we have inflation because that has decreased consumer sentiment. So if you can get right with how you think and the potential, while others are hesitating, you can plow forward. I thank God for higher interest rates. It doesn't help the mortgage industry this year, but it helps me plan and redefine my team. And I really thank God that I've got four or five other sources of income when one is cut by a couple hundred thousand dollars in less than a year. I thank God that I've listened to Dave Ramsey and really implemented the baby steps. If you know the baby steps, step number one is to get $1,000 in an emergency reserve like before you go to bed tonight so you don't have to put the next set of tires you have to replace on a credit card. That's an emergency if you blow out three tires. Buy new tires for cash. You can get them for less than 1000 bucks. If you can't get them new, you can get them with a good condition used. Just call my father-in-law. He'll give you the number. But my point is that the real estate train has slowed down because of inflation, because of high rates, because of some of the political and economic decisions our government is making with energy and with taxes. So while others are fearful, you can be greedy. That's not my quote. That's Warren Buffett's. 
But what should you do? Jay, what do I do? You talk too much. What do I do? You call me at 719-330-1457, and if you're already confident that you believe properties that somebody else lives in as an investment will help you in retirement, then I want to earn the right to get you certified with Churchill Mortgage. I'm a licensed loan originator. The pot of gold at the end of the rainbow financially for me is that you use me for your next purchase or refinance transaction. Well, Jay... My credit union does it for 0%. Yeah, and they'll build you a perfect boat in the desert. They'll help you buy a brand new house in Banning Lewis that is just an idiot decision. I won't let you do that. A good real estate agent with Justin Hermes will talk you out of that. I'll help you be one of the 1,100 people that I've helped buy an investment property for themselves, not for me, for them. I make $4,000 helping you with the mortgage, but I've got over 1,000 people that have made over $200,000 inequity because of the decision you made and because the inflation and the interest rates have slowed down the train is now moving slower through colorado springs so you can jump on it i couldn't confidently tell you in march of 2022 that you could buy when you were still having to offer twenty thousand dollars over asking price man if things changed fast in six months now you can get a house for $20,000 under asking price, and they'll give you $5,000 toward closing costs. But if you're not to the point where you have that much confidence, at least call me at 3301457 and say, Jay, where can I get more information to increase my knowledge about investment property ownership? See, because you don't make money residually on the house that you own that you live in. You make residual income by owning the house that somebody else lives in. Well, real estate investing just isn't for me, but that's okay. Let me teach you another residual. Get a royalty. Get a direct income. Take your money and do interest income. Just get a residual so you can have a retirement because the way things are looking with national debt, how many are really confident that your Social Security is going to sustain you? I have a lot of clients that are living on Social Security. And if one spouse passes away, you lose half of that. If one spouse passes away and you own a house, no one takes anything. You still own that house. There's just one of you, sadly alone, but at least you have an asset, not an emergency. So I beat this drum. This is really the end of like a five-week series that I've talked anything about. Now is the time to buy residual income today, you know, revisiting demographics and stuff. But I really wanted to focus to help you build your consumer sentiment and confidence. If you're 62 years, 72 years old and you own your house and you're concerned about how you're going to pay your bills, please call me at 3301457. I can educate you on the reverse mortgage, on the home equity conversion mortgage and show you how you can still leave your children and grandchildren hundreds of thousands of dollars of tax-free inheritance and still get to eliminate your mortgage payment right now. Because at the end of the day, it's just peace of mind. And as I state at the end of every show, go grow and prosper. Tell someone close to you that you love them because that's all that matters in the end. Call me, please, 330-1457, especially if you have interest in investment property knowledge. I can invite you to an invitation-only class. I'm having a big wine and whiskey party for a lot of my clients who are already two, three homes into their investment portfolio, you can join that bunch. 330-1457. You can go to churchillcolorado.com. 
click on the Colorado Springs team. Look for my happy little face, looking older, a little grayer every day, but still there. And I'd love to have a conversation, even if you do not need a mortgage. You've been listening to The Jay Garvin Show. I will talk with all of you next week. The proceeding was a paid program on KRDO News Radio. KRDO News Radio does not confirm nor deny the validity or accuracy of the information contained in this program. And the views expressed do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff and management of KRDO News Radio.